Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with writer guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for checking it out. Good news this week is we have a modified return to outdoor sports, which is great news for flag football and the RMF Spring League here in Regina. Growing the Game with Ballsy comes to you from the Regina Sports Performance Center studio. All of the guests are coming to you from the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline. Thanks to Kevin Welsh and Saskatoon for getting on board. And thanks to these other great sponsors, Gear Up with John Ryan Foundation, Face First Medical Aesthetics here in Regina, downtown above Gabos on Dudney Avenue, the Double Z Ag Sales in Weyburn, AGT Foods, Mark Greshner Photography. Time now to highlight one of our great amateur football players. It's the Athlete of the Week for Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina. Give him a call at 306-502-5355. In the spotlight, Mason Nias from Regina, quarterback of the U of S Huskies. As we talk, your girlfriend's inside shopping at the mall, and you're talking. That's a good. That's been a good guy. Yeah, yeah. I might have to get her a shirt here at Aritzia or whatever she <laughs> buys, but uh, it's a good deal. That's awesome. Uh, first of all, besides that, uh, serious no condolences on your grandma passing away. Did she? She watch you play football live uh, in in your university days? First off, appreciate it, Ballsy. Uh, means a lot, and yeah, she did. She came to a few. Uh, games there in Regina, Alberta, uh, Saskatoon, of course. So yeah, she'll be great. Greatly missed. She's a great lady. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you got a smile on your face, which is great. You always do. Uh, has it been hard to keep the smile on your face over the last, what's turned out to be almost two years without football? For sure. Uh, it feels like it's just been a, such a long year. I kind of got a snap memory of one year ago today, I was in BC at my girlfriend's place playing catch and thinking I'm getting ready for a 2020 season that never came. So it kind of allowed me to reflect and realize how long it's really been since we've stepped on the field for a real football game. So it's definitely been tough, but honestly, it's just trying to stay focused, always get better and just knowing that there there's light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, but let me ask you this. Has it prepared you for life after football? Like, have you thought more about life at, after football? Because when you're done, you're going to have two degrees. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's definitely allowed me to focus more on school. I'm taking six classes right now in this term just because there's less football. And I can kind of focus on my education a bit more. So, yeah, it's definitely helped me in that aspect. But really, I'd give it all up for another for just one more game right now. So, uh, hoping football's back for sure. How confident are you going to get on the, that you're going to get on the field in 2021? I'm pretty confident. Uh, obviously, it's completely out of my hands. So I'm hoping maybe it's a foolish confidence, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm confident that it's going to go and uh, or or something. You know, Coach Flory, he's going to try to scheme something up so he can get some games if something happens where we can't get a normal season. But uh, I'm confident we'll be playing something. You know, uh, I know this about you, but a lot of people have said this about you. You have the ability to get people to rally around you and, and fire them up, but you also have the ability to settle them down at the same time, which is a very hard thing to do. Uh, how do you do it? I appreciate that, Ballsy. Honestly, I don't even know. Um, I just kind of try to be myself, and uh, I try to stay as even keel as possible. Uh, obviously, easier said than done in some situations, but I just try to maintain my own emotions and talk to my teammates. I'm a very loud and energetic guy. So hopefully people gravitate to that. And uh, you know what? It's really easy on this football team to do that because we just have a ton of good guys um, that are really good friends and are great buddies off the field. 
which makes it really easy to kind of translate and uh, get everyone rallied on the field as well. So uh, you have to have a great relationship as a quarterback with your coach. How was your relationship with the head coach, Scott Flurry? Uh, I think it's awesome. Hopefully he thinks the same, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Flurry's an awesome guy, awesome coach. If you ask anyone, they'll say he's the best players coach ever. Uh, he's just a really fun, easy guy to talk to. Uh, he's kind of an open door guy. You go into the gym, he's working out, he's listening to rock tunes, doors always open, easy to talk to. Uh, and he, he, he asked me, what do I like, uh, Mason? What do you like here? What do you like there? You like this concept? No, we'll shake hands. It's sorry, part of my language. No, it's fine. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll let go of it, like whatever. So he's very easy to talk to and he lets the players in on the game plan and stuff like that. So, so it's, he's really fun to play for. You're a guy that can throw the football all over the field, but you also have a running back that's arguably the best running back in the country. So you don't get to throw it as much as maybe you'd like, as I can see you're smiling like a butcher's dog there. But uh, just just talk about being in an offense like this, because in the Canadian game right now, it's usually you pass to set up the run. Your team, lots of it goes through number 20. For sure. And like I said, great guys on our team. Adam Ackert's at the top of the list. He's one of my best buddies here. Uh, you won't find a more humble guy. Um, he would do anything for the team, as would I. So, hey, if I can, if I need to throw the ball 10 times a game and we can hand off to number 20 30 times, we win the game by 30, hey, I'm all for it, and vice versa. I know if he got 10 touches and I threw for 40 and we won the game, he'd be happy with it. Uh, so, that's the type of guy he is, and I have no problem with it. Obviously, hey, I'm a quarterback. I want to throw the football, but whatever is going to help us win games. And just a quick shout-out, Josh Unchina is no slouch either. So yeah. we have two very capable running backs back there, and, uh, you know, I'm just fortunate to have such a great running game that takes pressure off the pass. That snippet came from my Can West Top 50 Zoom interview I did with Nias, who is on the list. Be watching for that show coming out later this summer. Now, Nias played in the RMF Spring League as a member of the Riffle Royals. And let's stay out on the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline right now and speak with the president of the RMF, Jeff Stusick. Well, Jeff, I understand, like, I'm calling you now before you meet with your buddies because you, you guys divvy up some Raider tickets. So which games are you going to pick? Ha-ha. <laughs> I'm probably going to take the Chargers yes. game. It's late, it's late in the year, and I know you're a big fan. Yeah, no, and Herbert's a stud, too. He absolutely is. That's going to be fun, for sure. Uh, okay, Jeff, let's get to local football. Looks like we might have, we're going to have some spring league football, which is great news, especially for those grade 12 kids. Yeah, we're super excited uh, with the announcement this week from Premier Mode to open up uh, sports on Sunday, May 30th, that uh, our spring league is, is going to be a go. We've been uh, working with the players that were registered for spring league and, you know, working with them in a safe, uh, all the social distance stuff from a conditioning standpoint so that they stayed active. And now that we have the go ahead, uh, we can start practicing on Sunday with teams and, and proceed, which is, which is super cool. We've got eight teams this year instead of four. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have a great nine and 10 division and then a great 11 and 12 division. So four teams in each of those divisions. So it, it gives the great 12, as you said, uh, it gives them a chance to play football uh, this year, which is uh, super is super important. And it was a goal of mine and, and the rest of the organization. So uh, did you, did you think this day would come? Because this is, this is, this is pretty huge for great 12 kids. Like it really is a savior. 
it is. Uh, I, I didn't know. I, I honestly, Len, uh, Len, and myself, and Kelly, and the whole RMF crew. We we've been working hard, um, respectfully, with the health authority to try to kind of convince them of how safe we are doing this. And we did it in the fall, and it worked out well. We had no cases that way. Um, but we respect, you know, the decision-making process, and we stayed compliant. And I'm just, I'm happy that we were able to pull it off. We were really, really close to pulling the plug on Spring League because we were out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think we got it now, and and uh, we're good to go. So, what's it look like? Uh, how many game? Uh, how many games? Yeah. Uh, what does it look like in terms of procedurally, like uh, like the the setup on the field, everything like that? Sure. So, uh, our grade 11 and 12 uh, teams. They're, they're going to play 12-man football, um, and it is there's three games. So there's four teams in that division. They play each team once, and, and the, the team with the best record will be the winner, although it's not, it's not really for winning and losing. It's really about getting out and playing. Uh, on the junior division, the uh, grade 9 and 10 division, uh, we haven't decided if it's 9-man or 12-man. We're working with the coaching staffs right now. It, this is sort of last minute, and we're kind of scrambling to get things handled. But it'll either be 9-man or 12-man. They'll also play three games. Um, what's really cool about this as well is we're in conversations with uh, Saskatoon Minor Football with Brian Giebert and his crew, and they run an academy up in the spring. And uh, we're working to put a varsity all-star team out of the spring league in Regina the grade 11 and 12s to head up to Saskatoon and play their all-star team uh, and then do the exact same back here. And uh, for, for Regina's sake, we're trying to staff that, that uh, team. If we go ahead with it with Regina Rams and Regina Thunder coaches so that the kids get a chance to get recruited. Cause uh, as you know, a lot of these kids miss that recruiting window and it's a chance to show their stuff. And I know it's late, but some of them haven't committed or got offers, and, and this might be a chance to show off uh, or at least get some tape uh, out there for others. So if you if you were going to play, have you already registered, or can people still register, or it's, it's a done deal now? It's, it's a done deal now uh, just because the, the uh, interest at the registration <laughs> time was so high. We, yeah. we just can't take any more, and, and we, we can't jeopardize the numbers and put anything out of whack, so... Uh, our guys that have been working through the conditioning, they're they're set up and going. And uh, we have 240 players that are ready to play football and coaching staffs that are excited. I was at uh, at the conditioning camp last night, and just the energy in the air was it was palpable. How yeah. excited the players were and the coaches, and it's football, and we're going to play. And so we're all excited. And we get fans there, like a limited amount of fans. Like, does it fall under the whole 150 at an outdoor event, or how does that work? You know? Yeah, good good question. I, they're there are some guidelines in the in the statement. We'll work through some of that. It, it does indicate that fans can attend but must remain two meters apart. I don't know capacity limits, and I, yeah. there is that hundred hundred and fifty outdoor gathering. Um, we're not going to misstep. Um, we're not. We're going to continue to follow the rules perfectly. Um, but I think there's a provision for fans, uh, and so that's what we're hoping to get fans in the stands. It obviously won't be a full house or anything like that, but I think we're good. Okay, lastly, put your uh, Rams hat on too because you coach over there. You got yep. a son that plays over there. Uh, how concerned are you about, uh, you know, like uh, for me, the Riders got to play because if the Riders don't play, I feel like the Rams don't have much of a future if the Riders don't play. And that's no dis- – I'm not disrespecting yep. what you guys are doing, but like, money's money. You need money, 50-50, sure. all that stuff. How concerned are you? Um, I'm 
I'm optimistic, and I think I'm realistically optimistic that uh, the CFL season is going to continue uh, or going to play this year. Uh, not that that's inside information. I just I, yeah. I think the right signs are in place. Uh, BC just released their return to play guidelines, which is going to align perfectly. Alberta's now made a statement today about that. I think at least in the West, uh, you know, Saskatchewan, Alberta, BC. We're going to be in a position um, to have people in stands, and I think CFL is going to go ahead, and and, and that's there. Um, yeah, I, I'd say I'd be concerned long term if if the riders didn't play, we would need significant uh, uh, trajectory change on on our revenue source because fifty fifty is a big deal for us, and uh, I, I am concerned about that. But I'm, you know, right now. Yeah. Uh, as a coach and as a dad, I guess, uh, as a fan, I'm just super excited about we're, it's looking like we're playing and we've kind of got a tentative schedule. And I talked to Mark the other day, yeah. uh, we're, we got a six game schedule ahead and my attention is on University of Manitoba in week one and how we're going to put our best foot forward on that game. So I, it's football. I that's, love it. that's right. Yeah. Let's be positive, not negative. That's a, it's a day to celebrate. Go, uh, go pick your uh, Las Vegas Raider games. Good on you for getting these kids some football. And I can't wait to watch some of it. Right on. Mike. Talk to you later. It's time for the gospel. According to ballsy. <laughs> Well, since the end of 2020, I've been working with film student Eric Cox at the U of R on a Top 50 Can West football show that will be released this summer. It'll mimic the NFL Top 100 without the Shields budget, of course. But we're doing what we can to highlight these student-athletes who put in a ton of work without much fanfare. In fact, it's been hard for me to get some of the kids to buy in with their highlight tapes and lining up Zoom interviews because, quite frankly, nobody has paid attention to them, so they're skeptical, and I really can't blame them. I'm really happy. Happy I did this project because it's revealed to me that there are a lot of great stories underneath those helmets. And sports is all about storylines. Like Calgary quarterback Josiah Joseph leading the fight to preserve the fifth year eligibility for some 300 kids across Canada. Or how about Jackson Ford of the Rams, who is looking to follow in his famous grandfather's footsteps, Al Ford, play defensive back and maybe get into the business side of sports. Like Diego Alatore from Mexico, UBC offensive lineman, who is enjoying his time in Canada and hopes to one day play in the Canadian Football League. Or how about Riley Borsma of the Rams, who picked up guitar during this pandemic? Or Colton Klassen from the Huskies, miraculously recovering from a broken leg? This is a great way to fix what is broken at the CFL level. We need more voices that have influenced to promote these fine men at the amateur level, to hype them up, to make them stars that fans want to invest in at the pro level. Why do you think the NFL draft is so big? They start at the high school age and build these guys up so they're larger than life when they get to that NFL draft stage. Things like the Can West Top 50 will drive interest from fans and keep the dream alive for these guys. The future now in football very uncertain. Will the CFL really play this year? Will this be the last year of the Canadian Football League before a merger with the XFL? One thing I would not give up is the ratio. Not to get too political, but it's one of the things I liked about Donald Trump's presidency. He had the America first mentality. Why don't we have that with our game? It's our game, the Canadian game. Three downs, bigger balls, motion, bigger field, kicking game, the rouge, and the Canadian ratio, which in my opinion, leads to strategy on behalf of the coaches and GMs in terms of roster manipulation throughout the off season and during the season. 
And I like what Bo Levi Mitchell of the Stampeders has proposed. A skills competition with CFL stars taking part. Why not? Why not? Let's find some sponsorship and do this thing. Promote, promote, promote. There are Canadian solutions to fixing our game. Sure, it's going to take some money and very hard work. But the four down game has already been perfected. We already have our own little niche in the football world. We need to capitalize on that. The Gospel According to Ballsy is brought to you by Advantage Collision in Saskatoon NPA. Because they care about your safety. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.